0: Are you ready to receive the word of the Lord today? We're in the middle of a a series called Battles, and let me just say this to you. If you're in a battle, it does not mean God is mad at you. If you're in a battle, it doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. Battles are going to happen in our life. The Bible never said that we would be free from battles, but he did say, I would never leave you nor forsake you. He did say, I would be with you always. He did say, I would sin you the comforter i would send you something the power of the holy spirit our our life is full of battles some big some small but our our life can be a series of battles and it's how you handle those battles is what will mature you it's what will propel you to your next season or what will keep you back or hold you back from your god-given potential the good news is this that god is with us This is the good news of our battles. God is with us in the middle of our battle. He seldom takes us out of our battle. He seldom takes us away from the battle, but he always shows up in the middle of the battle. Sometimes the closest I've ever been to God was right in the middle of a battle. I can't explain it, but there's times when I thank God, you, I can't find you. God, where are you? And I know he's there, but I feel like, man, where are you today, God? And it's in those middle of those battles that I seek the Lord. I sought after the Lord, and he drew near to me, and I felt his presence so strong. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, now listen, even King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says to you, do not be afraid. Listen, stop walking around Fearful. It's because you're in a battle. just because the army of the Lord is around you. Don't, don't walk around fearful. You've got too many people walking around in fear. Too many Christians walking around a slave to fear. Listen, don't do that. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours but God's. Let's say it together. The battle is not yours but God's. The battle belongs to the Lord. I'm in the battle, but God is in control of the battle. Are you hearing me? I'm in the battle, but God's in control of the battle. We may fight the battle, but it's God who brings me victory. Last week, we talked about prayer and how important it was to pray. And let me say, as your pastor, I had such a privilege, and I just, it really meant something to me last week when I shared the stats that 50% of my generation believe in the power of prayer. But as we get to those 30 and under, they are telling us now that only 30%, only 30%, 30 and under, believe in the power of prayer. So as we shared that last week, and I, I shared the importance of learning to pray, I asked all those to stand up who were 30 and, and under, and man, we had a house full, house full in both services, and we prayed that God would pass on the mantle and the burden of prayer and learning how to pray. And many of you said, Pastor, I want to carry that mantle. I want to learn to carry it for my family, for my children, for my life. Prayer is such a a big part. Today I want to talk to you about how to stand on God's word. How to stand on God's word. When we stand on God's word, we will stay strong during the battle. When we learn to stand on the word of the Lord, this is where our strength comes from. This is where our boldness comes from. This is where our endurance comes from when you learn for yourself how to stand on the word of the Lord. Not that Pastor Gene stands on the word of the Lord for you, but you learn how to stand on the word for yourself. You learn how to open the word for yourself. You learn how to encourage yourself in the word of the Lord. There is where I fight my battles. This is how the mature believer handles the battles they go through. So number one, write this down. You got to learn to take God's word in. Take it in. We got to allow it to come alive inside of us. Have you ever drifted away during a conversation? Somebody's talking to you, maybe your spouse, maybe your co worker. Someone's talking to you, all of a sudden your mind goes to something else. And all of a sudden they said, So what do you think? And you're like, What? Uh, Yeah. Uh, So you got two choices. One, you just say yes and hope what they said was okay. Or two, you admit, hey, I wasn't even paying attention. My mind drifted. Kind of like some of you this morning, your mind's already drifting away, and I'm just starting to talk. So nudge your neighbor and say, wake up, pay attention. Come on now, say, nudge him, and say, you better wake up and pay attention. If you want to be somebody. Come on now, all right. Woo! I feel the spirit of sister act breaking out in this house this morning. All right you got to pay attention. Listen, God wants you to take the word in, not just hear it. He says we got to learn to be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. We have too many people callous of hearing the word of God. It's everywhere. And so we don't even pay attention to it. And if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves not really taking the word in. We believe in the word. We'll say that we value it. But do we really take it in? That's where I'm getting at today. we got to learn to take the word in. Now Joshua has been commanded to take over the children of Israel and lead them into the promised land. Moses has just led them. They've been wandering for 40 years in the desert. And now they're right there on the brink of taking over the promised land. And God chooses Joshua to lead the children of Israel and to take them into the promised land. And look what he, he tells them in Joshua 1.7. Be strong. And very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning to the left or to the right. Then you will be what? Successful in everything you do. Let's let's say that last line together. Then you will be successful in everything you do. How many want to be successful in the eyes of the Lord? Some of you think, I don't know why I'm stuck. I don't know why I'm complacent. I don't know why I'm not getting anywhere. Could it be we haven't learned to obey the laws of the Lord. Could it be we've neglected the laws of the Lord? Could it be we we know it's there, we come to church, but have we really let it come in on the inside of us and make a heart change? Have we allowed it to change the way we're thinking? Have we allowed it to change the way we're talking? Have we allowed it to change the way we act our life? It's got to come alive inside of us. Success will follow you when you stand on God's word. Success will follow you when you learn to stand on the foundation of God's word, even in every battle you face. God's word. Now listen, throughout scripture we see this. The word of God is, is given to us and it's called so many different things. Let me give you a handful of them this morning. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Scripture says it's a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. I don't know which direction to go. Well, hello. Turn on your light. Hold up your lamp. As you open the word of the Lord up and begin to read, I promise you, your spirit will begin to get direction. Your eyes will begin to get new vision. You'll have clear thought process. You'll understand what the next decision is as you allow the word to lead your thoughts and your spirit. It says the Word of God is a shield about me. Come on now. Some of you need to guard your heart with the Word of God. People attacking you. People attacking your heart. People attacking your mind. But it's okay. The Word of God is a shield about me. It protects my mind. It protects my spirit. It protects my heart. And I've got to learn to put it on. I don't know why I keep getting hurt. Well, could it be? You're not wearing your shield. Could it be you're not opening up the word? Let it come alive. It says the word will make me wise. How many want to be wise? How many want to have wisdom? Listen, all those starting under, if you want people to look at you and say, that person is wise beyond their years, You want your employer to look at you and say, you know what? There's something different about them. They got this wisdom about them. You may not be that smart, but I tell you, when you begin to open up the word and to let it come alive in your heart, you're going to seem wise beyond your years. Your people will look at you and say, there's wisdom that surrounds that person. There's wisdom that comes out of their mouth. There's wisdom when we get them in the room. There's wisdom on the workplace. There's wisdom at the school place. There's wisdom around us. What is happening? You're letting the live, the word of God come alive in your heart. It gives me understanding. I need to understand. Well, there it is. How do I operate my business? How do I operate my marriage? How do I change my life? How do I raise my children? How do I do these things? It's all there. It's full of wisdom. And we got to understand this there. It reveals God's purpose. I need my purpose revealed. Open it up. It'll come alive to you. It is to be treasured. It is to be treasured. This is Come on. This is where we lose it. We do no longer treasure the word of God. We got the Bible. We own the Bibles. We got the app. But do we really treasure it? Do we really love it? Do we really believe in it is the word of life? Do we really believe every word in there is God breathed? Do we really believe everything in there is to be treasured? It's to be valued. It should Listen, the world is trying to tear down this book and to make it unrelevant to your life. It will become hate speech. It's already groups moving to move the Bible to hate speech. You've got to learn to treasure it. If you don't treasure it, your children won't treasure it. And your grandchildren won't even open it ever. You've got to learn to treasure the word of the Lord. It's my daily bread. I'm the signifying. It's what feeds me every day. I'm the eat of it every day. Some of you anorexic because you don't ever eat. You're just getting one meal a week and it's being spoon-fed to you by Pastor Gene. And you got to learn to feed yourself you got to learn to cook for yourself. Come on, moms. You know what I'm talking about. You remember the day that the teenagers learned to pour their own cereal and they began to pour their own milk and they could work the microwave and warm up their own sandwich. And you're like, hallelujah. You know, finally, they're learning, taking some response. Same thing happens. we got to learn to open up the word of the Lord. we got to learn to read it for ourselves. God is wanting us to learn. Listen, we we got so much there, so much there. It will set you free. It's all powerful. It's God-breathed. It it comes alive when I open it up. It, It becomes alive. Look at this now. It continues here. We see that it comes alive in our path. Let's go to the next slide, guys. It's active. It's my sword of the Spirit. It's how I fight my battles. It's alive. It's active. When I open up the Word and I begin to read it and take it in, It becomes my sword of the spirit. It's how I fight my battles. It judges my heart. I don't have to judge you. If you open up your Bible, it'll judge you. You'll be convicted. Boy, I need to change some things in my life. Wow, there's some things I'm doing that God doesn't approve of. It it just does it. It will judge us. It will make us. It teaches me. It corrects me. It prepares me. It, It brings healing. Some of you have been through a lot in your life, and you're walking around emotionally scarred. You've gone through abuse in your life. I'm telling you, there's healing in the word of the Lord. When you put the word over your, over your mind, into your heart, it will begin to pour into your life. Healing. I mean, the words of the psalmist, the words of the Proverbs, they just bring healing to your, your life and to your heart. It's such a good. So, it's so good. It heals me. It saves me. It brings life. The Word of God is everlasting. That means it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It will not change. The Word of God will not change. The Word of God will not change. Come on, give God a big hand clap of praise and say, God, I thank you. It's alive. It's alive. Today, the Word of God does not change. You know, so why do we ignore the Word? That's the question I have for you. Why do we ignore it so much? I mean, in the history of time, let's be honest. let's Let's just have a very real moment here. In the history of time, we've never had it any easier to daily read the Scripture than we have it right now here in America. It's never been any easier. I mean, it's so easy now that you can get a free Bible app. If you don't have it, you you need to get it. Just go to, type in the word Bible. The first one that comes up, a church created it. It's it's a great Bible, and it has all these different versions. You can sign up there for reading plans, and when you sign up for a reading plan, it'll text you the verses you need to be reading. It'll text you a verse of the day. You can pick. It's got reading plans for students. It's got young students, junior hires, high schoolers. It's got moms and dads, grandparents. It's even got an app to help college athletes and pro athletes and all, you name it, there's an app for that. There's a part in there so like a sign up for a reading plan that will be relevant and encourage you. There's all kinds of, of teaching on there. And it's right, it's right there. It's free. It's an app. Well, I, I just don't have time, Pastor. I don't have time to read my Bible. I really don't. I'm so busy. Really? Come on now. Come on. How many texts do you read a day? Turn your neighbor say, it's about to get good. Listen, I got time for Netflix and I can go through there and spend an hour trying to pick out one movie to watch. And I can't figure out what to watch. Oh, I can use all my other apps to go on there and and find out about everything else. And I can I can go and pull up porn on my app, but I don't I can't pull up the word of God. Okay, I get it right now. All right. Come on, what I'm saying is this it's about time we use what God's trying to let us use. Quit letting everything else dominate you from the world and from the enemy and begin to say, God, I'm gonna open up what's gonna bring life and transformation to my life. This is what I should treasure. This is what I should treasure. This is where success comes from. Success will come when you allow the word to come alive and attach you from the inside out. That it comes alive. But you just don't hear it or acknowledge it. But you read it and you put it in your heart and let it come alive. I wonder why, God, I, I can't feel you anymore. God, I don't understand why. Could I, God, why are you so far away? We say that, God. God. I could, just, I could just hear your voice. God, if I could just hear you, God, why are you so far away? And the whole time, we got a Bible app on our phone in our pocket. And all I got to do is just push, boom. And I can hear God right there. Guess is what God said. I would never leave you. I will never forsake you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. All these scriptures start coming up and up. God, where are you? He's here. He's in the word. He wants to come alive in the word. He wants to come alive. It's going to come alive in our hearts. And number two, write this down. You've got to take God's word, to heart. You've got to let it come inside and then let it get to the heart. Put it in and let it make a change to the heart. I like this word meditate that's used in Joshua one Let's read it together. It's, Study this book of instruction continually and meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, only then, are you hearing these words? Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. For the person who learns to meditate on the word of the Lord will begin to prosper in all that they do. Now, listen, when I met my wife, I told her, I said, Honey, I only think of you on two occasions. That's day and night. Come on now, somebody. And this is what the scriptures say. We, we gotta learn to meditate. Now, this is a this is an intriguing word, meditate, but it's more than just thinking like my thoughts about it. It's a meditation. And when you really go back and study the, the original meaning of this word meditate, it really becomes something more of a savor. Like it becomes a thing where you think about it so much that you enjoy it. That you there's even some some uh, translations that say that you kind of like just growl over it almost like my dog molly she loves she loves her toys and she she you try to take that toy away she i mean she, she couldn't hurt a flea but she show her is big and bad you try to take her favorite toy away, all of a sudden, and we just start laughing all right killer all right killer slow down slow down it's the same thing because she enjoys that toy so much. This is what, it's almost the same thing that he's saying. We're ought to meditate on it so much that we love it, that we enjoy it, that we, we growl over like, yeah, yeah. This is so awesome. This is what the word of God comes alive in our life. He's wanting us to read it, then we pray about it, and then we meditate about it. I read the verse of the day. I read the verses God's given me. Then I pray, God, help me to apply this to my life. Help me to see you this way. Help me to trust you this way. And then I think about it throughout the day. My, my, my life says, you know what? I love that word I read this morning. I love what I read at the lunchtime. I, I love what I was reading last night. And I'm thinking the more I think about it, the more it gets me excited, the more it changes my life. That's really learning to take God's word to heart. And number three, we've got to live God's word out. we got to live it out, okay? Don't just be hearers of the word, the Bible says, but be doers of the word. Live it out, okay? That's, that's where it's at. we got to live it out. The blessing comes when we live it out. Joshua 1.9 says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go, Wherever you go, the Word of God needs to be with you. God is with you. when I take the Word with me, God is with me. And I'm not talking about carrying around my Bible 24-7, but when I hide it in my heart, and I got a verse I'm meditating today, the Word of God is walking with me throughout the day. When I'm thinking about what I read, or the promise of God, or something God's challenging me to change on, I'm carrying that Word with me wherever I go. He's with me, and wherever I go, and there is where my strength lies during the battle. I find my strength when I stand upon the word, and I can't stand upon it if I don't open it up, and I don't read it, and I don't put it in, and let it come alive in my life. The first thing that Joshua and the children of Israel faced when they got to the promised land was what? The giant walls, of Jericho. I mean, think about that. The first, here's Joshua, Follow my instructions, meditate them on day and night, and you're going to find success. And when, as soon as they go out, the first thing they do is run into a giant wall. Look at this statement. God, God, the God who is with you is bigger than the wall in front of you. You're going to run into walls in your life, giant walls, small walls, but no wall can stop God moving in your life. No wall can stop God's purpose in your life. And if you'll understand, God, what does this wall mean? Do you want me to climb this wall? Do you want me to walk around this wall? Do you want me to avoid this wall? What do you want? Then the purpose of God comes alive, and there's no weapon formed against you going to prosper. There's no wall that's going to stop you. And so you've got to understand that I come alive in the presence of God. The word of God brings life to me to help me face any wall I have. Joshua was standing on the word of God long before he ever got to the wall. You know, the scripture would say, when you go back and you look at Joshua and Caleb, and those who were following Moses under his leadership, it says that oftentimes when they would go and they would read the word and they would go to study the word, everybody else would leave except for Joshua and Caleb. They stuck around. They would be there longer than anybody else. Why? Because they were were meditating on what they just heard. They were thinking about what they just heard from God. They would sit there and they would hear the word. And then they would fall on their knees and they would worship the Lord. And they would let the word sink deep into their heart. It wasn't just attending a 30-minute sermon and and getting out of the house and trying to go get something to eat. No, they they thought about it all day long and they they wanted to stay there. See, they were standing on the word long before they faced the wall. So when they faced the wall, he's like, hey, God is bigger than this wall. Fear not, God is going to lead us to victory. Fear not, God's going to give us the words of instruction. Why? Because he was already standing on the word. And you got to learn to speak the word over your life. And speak the word over your battle. Listen, the the word comes alive when you read it, but it becomes active when you say it out loud. It becomes active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's when I open it up and I put it in, then I speak it out, then it becomes a weapon in my use in the battle. So when I quote out scripture, I'm quoting out and letting the scripture come alive and fight my battles. It's something God wants us to do. Listen, every mature Believer should know how to pray and should know how to stand on God's word. If you don't know how to pray for yourself, if you don't know how to read the word for yourself yet, you're an immature believer. I'm not saying you're not a believer. I'm just saying you're immature. And it's time for you to take steps of growth in your life because you've got to lead your family in the battle. You've got to lead your children in the battle. You've got to lead your grandchildren in the battle. We've got to step up. This is Christianity 101. Christianity 101 that I learned how to pray and I learned how to stand on the word of the Lord. I'm learning how to feed myself. You know, today I'm going to close in just a second and first I'm going to show you a video. It's, it's a video that, it's by Pastor Wayne Cadero who, someone who really, really several years ago really uh, got me just really sinking into the word of the Lord like I, I never had. Uh, I had a chance to sit on under his ministry early on and uh, he just really has an anointing to challenge you to grow in your knowledge of the word and how you journal the word, how you study the word. And uh, he's, he's taught pastors around the world and this video I'm gonna show you is from about 10 years ago so the quality is not, not the greatest but the message is so powerful. Do you realize that 53 countries Christianity is outlawed in 53 countries. Uh, In those countries, you can be jailed for having a Bible, for reading the Bible. Some of those countries, you can be killed for having a Bible or reading the Bible. They can't meet like this. The ones who are meeting, they're meeting underground, secretly in homes, and they have to be careful how they come and how they go. So he was there meeting with some of the underground churches there in China. And listen to the story. I think it'll, it'll challenge him.
1: Let me finish with this uh, story. We go to China from time to time and, and uh, uh, we train leaders. And this time we brought up 22 leaders from the Hunang province, and they rode 13 hours on a train to get to a hotel that they came up two by two in these elevators so as to not draw any attention. And then they got to a hotel room, a little apartment uh, room. It's only about 700 square feet in the little living room, no air conditioning, hardwood floor, 22 sat there. I came in, and when you teach in China, you start at 8 in the morning, and you don't get done till 5 at night. You teach the whole day. They were sitting there, all 22 of them, and I looked around and I said, Now, if we get caught, what will happen to me? They said, Oh, you'll get deported in 24 hours and we'll go to prison for three years. I said, You're kidding. How many of you have been in prison for your faith? Out of 22, 18 raised their hands. I thought, No way. I looked at him and I said, you you 22 people, how many people do you oversee? Because they were all of these small group leaders, underground church leaders in the Hunan province. I said, how many? If you counted up all the people under your jurisdiction, how many would it be? And they counted them up and they said a little over 20 million. I said, what? See, we forget there's 1.3 billion people in China. This is crazy. Well, I had 15 Bibles, and I passed them out. Obviously, seven didn't get them. And I said, let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to read it. And just then, one lady handed hers to somebody next to her. And I thought, hmm, interesting. Well, we turned there anyway, and as we started reading it, I understood why she gave it away. She had memorized the whole thing. She just recited the whole chapter. When it was done, I went over to her at a break, and I said, you, you, you recited the whole chapter. She says, oh yes, I've memorized many chapters. I said, where did you memorize so many chapters? She said, in prison. <laughs> I said, you have much time in prison. <laughs> so I said, but don't they confiscate the Bible? She said, yes. So people bring in scriptures written on pieces of paper, and they bring it in. So I said, but then if they find that piece of paper on you, won't they confiscate that? She said, oh, yes, that's why you memorize it as fast as you can. Because even though they can take the paper away, they can't take what's hidden in your heart. I thought, wow. Well, after three days, you fall in love with these people. And when it was done, I said, how can I pray for you? I'm going to go back to America. You guys have been just so wonderful. How can I pray for you? They said, you know, Wayne, you guys can gather like this whenever you want to in America. We can't. Could you pray that one day we'll be just like you? And I looked at him and I said, I will not do that. Big incredulous eyes looked at me and they said, why? (laughs) I said, because you guys rode a train for 13 hours to get here. In my country, if you've got to drive more than an hour, people don't come. You sat on a wooden floor for three days. In my country, if people have to sit more than 40 minutes, they leave. You sat not only here for three days on a hard wooden floor, but you did it without air conditioning. In my country, if it's not padded pews and air conditioning, people don't often come back. In my country, we have an average of two Bibles per family. We don't read any of them you hardly have any Bibles and you memorize them from pieces of paper I will not pray that we become like uh, you become like us but I will pray that we become just like you
0: it really hits home that uh, I want to tell you that there's coming a time It's already started where there's going to be an all attack out on the word of God. And you're going to have to learn how to guard the word for yourself. It's going to be labeled as hate speech. They're going to try to get the, the, the word outlawed. There'll be all kinds of movement. And you got to know as your children really treasure the word. Or are they going to just throw it away when society throws it away and it's outlawed? Will they just say, okay, and just follow along with whatever's being thrown out to them? Or will they say, no, 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 we treasure the word no matter what. Would you be willing to go to jail for your Bible? I'm talking about treasuring the word. I'm talking about do we really, you know, we, we, we don't even open up our app. We've downloaded it two years ago and you still haven't opened it up and signed up for our daily scripture do you really treasure it? let's bow our heads and... how many here you just say pastor I just need to say that first of all I just want to re- repent before the Lord and say God forgive me for not valuing your word the way I should if, if that's you you're feeling convicted can you just raise your hand that's me this morning yeah Several hands, that's right, that's right. We just admit, God, forgive me. I, I haven't valued or treasured your word the way I should. How many else will raise your hand and say, I'm committing before the Lord today. I want to learn to treasure his word every day. I'm being challenged today and I want to make sure I, I step up. I'm going to get a reading plan, I'm going to set a time, begin to put it aside. To read the word of the Lord. If that's you and God's quick in your heart today, raise your hands. That's me. I'm gonna do it, Pastor. I'm gonna sign up for a reading plan. I'm gonna find a reading plan. I'm gonna make my own whatever. Come on, raise your hand high. If that's you. Yeah. Follow through. Follow through. Put it in your heart. Activate it. I'm gonna invite you to stand on your feet. As you stand on your feet this morning, I want you to sing the song. They say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper in the name of the Lord. Come on, let's declare the word over our life.
2: No weapon formed against me shall prosper.
0: you today can you just lift your hands before the lord open them up say god i surrender all of my life to you come on if you have not surrendered your life to jesus yes say jesus i i make you lord of my life forgive me my sins right now father i want to commit my life to you i want to commit my life to you i want to follow you i want to follow you come on if you're here say pastor i'm ready to surrender my life i want to treasure the word of the lord god i pray that the, the word becomes alive in our hearts, we treasure it, we value it, we love it, we protect it, and we pass it on to the next generation, in Jesus' name, come on, if you receive that word, put your hands together one more time, bless the Lord, we love you, thank you so much for being with us today, God bless you.